What is going on, guys? It is another brand new episode of The Best You Nation with your boy Finn and your boy Adler. What is going on, guys? We are super thrilled to be here with you, and we hope that every single one of you guys is going the right direction this week. Adler, first of all, I want to start off by asking, how are you doing, my guy, and how's your week so far? Um, So far, so good. Um. You know, uh, this this episode uh, actually comes out Mondays, so uh, I think it's Thursday. So the week so far has been pretty good. Uh, I can't complain. Been working, um, studying, and just learning learning a little bit more about myself. Um, and uh, in Georgia, for some reason, decided to be fifty degrees, forty degrees. So I saw I'm, that. I'm pretty sure it's the summer. So I'm not sure if Georgia got the memo. So. I'm going to have to, I don't know who I got to complain to, but I'm going to have to talk to somebody. Now I saw, I saw that. I saw that you had a post on your Instagram story. that was like freezing cold. I'm like, dude, it is literally summertime. I'm over here, shorts and t-shirt and it's blazing hot out here. And uh, all of our Floridians can tell you right now, they probably would appreciate a little bit of 50 degree weather. So I don't, but, I, don't that? I don't think so at all. I'll debate that with you completely. <laughs> Nobody's like, oh my gosh, man, we're in the sunny beach weather and it's fantastic today. It's 70 degrees, 80 degrees. Well, I will. Okay. So I will say probably more so the fact that if the humidity was cut off, like if the humidity was eliminated from the situation, it'd probably be a little bit different because it's the humidity that kills, man. It's the humidity. Let me ask you this Would you want to be in 50 degree weather right now? um <laughs> yeah exactly probably not because i'm down here in florida and i know what it's like but that's kind of a shocker like it would it just knowing that it could get to 50 degrees here it's a nice thought so i don't think i would want to be right there right now yeah it's terrible man because jackets and like sweater weather again in the middle of freaking almost the middle of may like what it's the stuff no, this is the beginning I of know. The- i know i and know and you the crazy part is, and you know, I'm telling the audience because I want you guys to feel bad for me. I just literally sent back all of my winter stuff like the week before. I was going to say, didn't you just, you mentioned yeah, that to your brother the other day when we were recording and you're just like, uh, you said, you're like, yeah, man, I brought all my winter clothes back home, blah, blah, blah. And now here you are. God's like, nah, bro, I'm going to make it super, super cold I'm here in Georgia. I did keep like three sweatshirts, but I was just like, dude, who, who? good idea come on man it's terrible yeah well guys make sure to stay warm i guess uh what an oxymoron to be saying in the middle almost summertime in georgia make sure to be staying warm during this time i guess i don't know how long this cold front is going to last but in the meantime we got you know we want to we want to make sure that we're delivering a powerful message for everybody out there adler today we're going to be jumping into something i think is going to not only shake the socks off of people's feet, but it's really going to give people the, a way to have insight on a conversation that's going to lead people to understand um, this specific topic. This season has been a very unique topic, or sorry, this season has been very different compared to our other seasons. It's a little bit flipped. Usually we're more on talking about the more positive jivey material that's gonna that's important to take in but i think it's also important to highlight and to identify some of the what we consider negative as well because without learning 
what it's like to, uh, you know, learning to hate or learning to love. You don't know the balance between both. You're really never going to know one from the other, just like success and failure. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, letting go and holding on today. We're going to be talking about uh, just that it's the understanding of hate and understanding love, but elaborating a little bit more on um, the hate aspect and why, because it's important to know where it all derives from. Where does hate actually come from? Where does hate establish its roots? And why we do it as people, you know, you got people that are promoting love and you got people who promote hate. Why is there a world of human beings doing the very counter opposites of each other from one side to the other day to day? And we want to highlight that. But before we could do that, um, I just want to say we want to shout out to Adler for powering through. I'm going to shout you out because you get ready for this. Um, I want to shout you out because number one, something big has happened this past month, and that was the completion of my book. And you, you know, we've talked about accountability, we've talked about powering through, we've talked about keeping focus. And I just want to shout you out for being so supportive and helping me stay focused on that. Um, so make sure to follow Adler at 24 hours in a day. You can do that today, right now. It costs nothing to go on Instagram and just click follow like his most recent uh, content, his videos. He's putting you guys out there. He's throwing out motivation for you guys to pick up. Pick it up. I promise you, you don't want to miss it. I take a look at it. It's a great way to wake up in the morning and check out 24 hours a day. We have that much time to optimize. So with that being said, um, Adler, we're going to hop in this conversation. Is there anything that you wanted to add to the table before we start rolling? Um, Just that... Um... If you haven't already, just uh, follow the Best Your Nation. Um, you know, Finn kind of hinted like we have our own individual pages, but we also post some really fun things on um, our uh, our podcast page. And um, just follow closely because we have some big things planned um, up in this upcoming summer, and we have a couple of like um, giveaways and um, raffles and stuff like that. We're going to be starting um, up soon, so just. Uh, keep an ear out for that so that way um, you can be part of the action and don't miss you know the exciting fun things that we have in store for you guys and for our podcast that's right that's right so we're all around trying to be much more social uh, as far as interacting with you guys on these platforms um, and with that being said without further ado let's hop into today's message Adler you know we live in a world right now, we live in a world where things are starting to kind of become normal again, post or pre, you know, post, post the pandemic. And we're starting to get back into the regular, you know, stuff of life and getting back to the normal things that we were doing before the, the, the pandemic. Um, I want to talk about something with you. And this is a very, it can be a very difficult conversation to have if we don't you know, take the time out of our day to figure out where we're coming from, what we're talking from. But I want to talk about where does hate come from? And when I say that, I'm talking about the factors of is hate a, is it, are people born with hate? Are people picking it up at the grocery store? Are people born like us are not born? Do people learn hate? I want to know to start this episode off, 
where does hate derive from and why do we do it? And then we'll go on from there. But I just want to know what your perspective is so we can lay the foundation for the audience. Um, so for me, right, uh, hate. Hate is not something that you're born with. It's something that you learn um, over time. It's an experience. And based off of like your own life experiences, that's where hate, um, it starts to seed and starts to grow as you continue to age, as you continue to um, allow time to pass. Um, when we were kids, right? Or mm-hmm. most, most kids are afraid of the dark. Have you ever stopped to wonder why? Why are kids afraid of the dark? What's, what's so scary about the dark? You can't see. You can't I see. can't see. That was well, my reason. You can't see, but not only that, it's just, it's met- metaphorically speaking, right? You mm-hmm. have afraid of the dark because you don't know what will happen next. You can't anticipate what will happen next. You're, you're, you, look, you look out into the abyss and there's this crippling fear of what's out there. And you start to go anxious just because you don't know. So the lack of understanding gener- generates fear and fear over time, if it's not checked, if it's not challenged, it turns into hate. So if you're going to like, and we can just break it down to as simple as like, it's uncomfortable, but racism, right? As simple as racism. A lot of the times it's not necessarily that you just, you just uh, automatically think that your race is more superior. It's usually from an experience. And from that experience, you allow it, you allow it to become a generalized um, point of view or perspective that you have for a whole entire race, whole entire perspective. So um, people like from, you know, who actually fought in Vietnam, they have issues, um, issues that associate themselves with, you know, Asian, um, people of Asian descent, because they have this, this viewpoint of what happened in their time. That doesn't mean that every single person of Asian descent is, is a horrible person. That just means that you had a horrible experience once, and now you generalize it for a whole entire people. And the same thing goes with, you know, you know, you know we can talk about, you know, go into slavery, black people. You know, it, it's not something that's like, oh, hey, we think that you guys are beneath us. It's more like, oh, okay, hey, um, this is how things have always been. And now since things, are, the, the status quo has been disrupted, we don't know exactly what to do with you. We don't know what to place with you. We don't know if you want to retaliate and have revenge. And because we don't know what's going on, we incoherently start to belittle you and diminish you and demean you. And almost every, every single form of hate, you can trickle it down to fear or a poor experience that happened in that person's life. Mm-hmm. At least that's, point. that's just my oh, I No, listen, that was a very powerful point. And I, and I love the fact that you dove into something that, you know, can be relatable to a lot of people. I know last year we did an episode where we had a very diverse group of people where we focused on talking about that our roundtable discussions that we had where we were able to, you know, in the mid pandemic where we were having, it was very a year ago around this time, actually. It was about a year ago. That's crazy. Yeah. It's very, it's very powerful that you mentioned um, the, the superiority concept. And I want to talk about the superior, superiority concept with people, because I think this is really something 
that is going to give us an opportunity and cliche to say, humble us. Um, so the reason why, and here I'm going to share with you a little bit why, I, in my perspective a little bit, because I think that coming from one, number number one, we come from two very d- different, very opposite um very opposite cultures, you know, you know, you, your, your, your descendancy, like you're, you're from your grandmother going from where she was in Haiti, moving over here to the United States, establishing here, raising a family. And then your parents, you know, the generation after generation, you guys had made your way here through the, into the United States, making the success and abundance come true. And then while my, my background is, you know, European and stayed, stayed over there in Russia and Europe and so forth and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. That's, not pertinent, but the point is we come from two very different diverse cultures. And so it's amazing to hear from how each person views um, the perspective of, of hate, because I will be honest, um, you know, some, sometimes there's things in life we learn or things that we talk about that are kind of just like in the moment and kind of teachings. And then they kind of, you keep on going. Hate was nothing. Hate wasn't something that I really ever thought I would, honestly talk about or, or have a conversation on why? Because in my nature now, at least as a grown adult, hate is something that obviously brings destruction. And so the problem is, is that people who are hateful or have a, a, a energy of hatred, they're coming from a defensive perspective. And that kind of correlates to what you were saying a little bit ago, where, People who are frustrated or angry with how something is going, they become defensive. And the goal as humans, when something isn't working for us, we or something's going up against us, one, we become defensive. And number two, our our reaction to the situation is our retaliating mindset that we have is to eliminate the individual, the group or the actual object out of the way. Uh, so that I can continue on to the next path. Now, this goes way back, way back to even Neanderthals, where we had them, you know, people were hairy back then. There was no, you know, Asian, Black, White, Hispanic. There was no, there was no given uh, racial um, or race that you could give a person. There was none of that. Everybody was pretty much the same. It was more about the the social, the social group or the social status, the, the, who had, I guess, more mammoth hide or who had hunted more, who had a larger family. These were based off of that kind of mentality, that seniority, right? And when you really think about this, the mindset that we have that goes with hate, whether it's conscious, subconscious, or unconscious, which is usually the, uh, the last two are usually where we're most most of the time, most people are more prevalent in it, prevalent in, uh, we have this egoistic, I have to win me versus them mindset. Prime example, which is a really harsh example to use, but I think he is a perfect example to kind of illustrate what we're talking about today. And it's going back into the history books. And if you really understand this, un- this individual, do I agree with him? Absolutely not. Did he destroy and hurt and kill a lot of people? Absolutely. Now, why is this so crucial to understand? Well, because the story behind Adolf Hitler is very, very interesting. When you go into his story as a child, as a young adult, when he was in World War I, and you understand why he developed a mindset, this 
defensive mindset, which led to him hating. And you had mentioned something earlier, and I, if you remind me to just bring it back, you had mentioned something about um, when people hate, they retaliate. But there was something you had said earlier about that with uh, – it was a little bit ago. I think it might've been off air. You had said something that was very powerful. It'll come back to me. Maybe I forgot what you had said. Um, to like um, Adolf? Or for- yeah, it was something related to Adolf Hitler. Like you said something along the lines of where uh, someone kind of like took something from him. And so he wanted to take away from others. Well, you had mentioned something earlier. It's, it's, it's um, I had mentioned that, um, you know, he grew up in a rough environment and because he was robbed of um, his childhood and he was given misery and his growing up, like, it's almost like you view the life that you're, you view everyone else's life as unfair. And because of that, you hold it against them and you make them suffer because of your experience that you had or the trauma that you experienced as a child. Correct. In no way, shape or form though, am I giving the guy any sympathy or empathy uh the reason why i say that is obviously what he did was very very detrimental and destroyed a very large group of people that probably will never ever be the same ever again regardless of how many people uh they can repopulate i think the jewish community will never uh will never reach the same amount of population ever again Um, As a matter of fact, the numbers in Germany, just as an example, just to share this with you statistically, uh, not again, not really the most pertinent point, but just to let you know, it's, it was a detrimental situation where now Germany, the people of the, of the Jewish background or culture are just slowly actually getting back into Germany in the last decade or so. I mean, it's been that it's taken a long time for them to trust, even though we're in the 20, 21st century. And here people are still struggling to trust living in a country that has been at peace with all United Nations as well as the United States. But I don't want to go too far into the history lesson. I want to get to the nitty gritties of why we're talking about this today, right? The whole idea that people have, they establish this is where this hatred is coming from. So just a quick brief synopsis about Hitler. Hitler actually was born, you know, obviously uh, he had a mom and dad. His dad passed away when he was seven. His brother passed away just a year after his mom told him that he would never make it at art school. You know, he would never succeed. So just telling you like right now, if your role model is telling you that you can't make it, that's a pretty, that's a pretty low move. She said you would never make it at the, you know, the fine arts school of, you know, in, in Vienna. Um, he, he ended up going to war in World War One. had an, an accident there that took place and he felt neglected and rejected again uh, from his commanding officers in the military. Now, the reason why we highlight these things is because Hitler started off just like everybody else in the world. Every single one of us starts off in the world with absolutely no conscious of what race, uh, ethnic, cultural diversity, none of these things are actually of substance in our brains the time that we were born. And you had mentioned something earlier, it's because it's taught. It's taught to us. These things become um, available for us to reach for because we're given perspective. And the perspective that we're given is perspective given of that other person. So for example, 
you know, I have a friend that's, you know, very racist. And the reason why he's very racist is because he was raised in the household where he was taught the perspective of his parents and his parents taught him how to be that way. He doesn't want to be that way. So he's actively working on getting better, but still has been racist for a very long time. And the reason that is, is because again, it's creating the mindset of defense, eliminating the situation by not liking it, being negative towards it, thinking that's going to push and drive it out by defending, like in football, pushing the team back to their end zone. So I don't want to have the whole the mic the entire time, but I just wanted to point out that, yes, we look at Hitler, and yes, I look at Hitler just like as most people, as a very, very destructive mass murdering individual but when you really dig down deep into his story understand where he's coming from it was about me versus them because everybody was against hitler in his mind everybody was against hitler and i know somebody else that was like that um and we could talk about that a little bit later i wasn't i personally wasn't on that egoistic destructive as far as killing people which is a personal comment that i'm making but i was afraid and I was in an environment that pushed me to have to be afraid all the time. So understanding that sometimes our environment can have an influence on the way that we perceive things and how we receive things can change and alter us long term. So um, <clears throat> as far as like Adolf Hitler, right? Um, I think there's, there's the same example that we uh, I talked about earlier. It's like you have these... Um, scarring moments that happen in your own personal life and because they happen into your own personal life you personally attack others because you felt like you were robbed or um, something was taken from you so in another sense you can you can um, simplify hate the hate that somebody has for a certain person a certain genre of people almost simplify it as a projection of the self-hate that they have towards themselves and mm-hmm. other, other people. Um, I, I believe that that definitely plays a huge factor in, you know, you don't just go from, you know, being a kid who plays in the sandbox to, you know, mass murder overnight. It, it goes with like a, a conviction, like a conviction, uh, a lie that you tell yourself here and that you start to believe that, hey, you know what? Our, our race or our people is better or more superior than these group of people. And the reason why is because of the way they look. We can't control how we, how we look. We can't control how we come out. The only thing that we can control is the way that we perceive information and you know, the, our ability to wake up early in the morning. You know, those are the two things that I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit more in this season is um, you know, I've, I've always talked about time and energy as currency but more so um, realizing that you can't control the way the world is. You can't control that there's a whole bunch of racist people out there. You can't control that, um, you know, you can't control how tall you are, you can't control how you, how you look. The only thing you can really control is how you perceive information and the way you wake up in the morning and how your mindset is. So those are like two things that you have to use in order to combat hate. Um, but more importantly, um, when you're when you're experience or when you experience hate, right? 
the natural instinct as the person who's being hated on is hate begets hate. And unfortunately, if you go down that route, it just further sends us back. Instead of progressing forward, we just keep moonwalking backwards. Right. And I think it's huge. Um, I, I, I think it's just, it, it's huge to um, experience it and still try to find a morsel of kindness, a morsel of um, just a shred of this human, uh, what's the word, human dignity, or you, you're still able to return that instead of giving what's instinctively um, or incoherently easier. So, and I, I've, I've gotten to situations where um, as a nurse, you know, I'm, I walk into a room, hey, how you doing? My name's Adler, da 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 and the patient is completely like, no, don't touch me. I don't want your time touching me. I don't want to look at you. Oh my gosh, da 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 da. And you know, the natural human response is, okay, you hate me, well then I hate you. But you know, realizing that you know, one, I didn't get into healthcare um, to start hating people. I got into healthcare to to help, to impact. You know, that's the reason why I do this podcast. The, the whole idea is to impact and to motivate the people around. And, Absolutely. you know, in those type of situations, it's trying to find a way to still remain professional and still address, you know, that person as such, even though you want, you instinctively want to return that pettiness, that, that, that hatred, you want to give it back. But an eye for an eye just makes the world go blind. So the only way, at least in my head, and, I, and I, if anyone has a better suggestion, then I, I would definitely go with it. The only way to combat those type of situations is to defy what they expect of you, right? So some people, not all people, but some people who are racist, they believe, you know, specifically my race, um, Black people, um, they view us kind of like we're barbaric, right? So the way to combat like those type of comments when I have a patient who doesn't want my help because I'm black, my instinct is to, okay, remain calm, remain civilized and discuss or talk to him, you know, as such. And um, it, it's worked sometimes and sometimes it doesn't work, but I, I think it's more so to defy whatever expectations that that person might have of you. You, you find a way to, um, show a, a, a different side so it, in hopes that you know they'll understand you a little bit better and maybe the next time they reach the same type of situation that they might approach it a little differently and i've had people who like it's again it's worked sometimes and i had to worry it hasn't but nonetheless i it doesn't it doesn't keep me from trying because at the end of the day you know this could be the only person's experience with somebody you know, in, in my situation and how I, how I handled it in this, you know, state and time is how he might handle it, you know, affect the way he handles it going forward. Absolutely. And it's powerful that you put, that you point that out because I do think that a lot of people are very quick to, I think the number one, uh, uh, it's almost like a stereotype you assume because of somebody's one-time experience that every person is going to be uh, as that other individual. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to share a personal part that's actually from my book. I talk about this in the book. And the reason why I want to share this with you, I just wanted to clean up what I had said earlier about like somebody that I know, which is me about, uh, 
you know, having an experience with what I went through as a young, you know, as a young child, as an infant, and that it actually, the, the psychological pathway that I had that created this, where, where's my biological parent, you know, who was, who birthed me, um, obviously to this day, um, my parents now that I've, that I've been in my life since the minute that, you know, from the month, the nine months that I was born, that have watched me grow, raised me to become the man I am today and watched me struggle and watched me and helped me and helped me get to the place where I need to be. I will tell you, there were times that I had struggled because of the way that I felt. I bullied people because I was bullied. I bullied people because I was bullied. And we want people to feel our frustration, our anger, our, our, our disappointments, because we're human. We, we thrive on other people's energy too. So Believe it or not, God created us to be intertwined. He created us to inter intermix and have conversation and have these collaborative moments. As a child growing up, though, facing these issues, I was very defensive. I was very quick to eliminate the problem. And I had always believed growing up as a child that my parents that adopted me were a problem. And when they're not, but that's the mindset that I had. You know, it's like taking a take, it's like giving, it's like giving a kid a lollipop and then taking it away from him. What do you expect the child to do? Probably going to get upset, get sad, cry about it, frustrated with you. Because that's the same to another extreme where I was born. Mom had a different, I mean, it is a little bit different. My mom probably had a different idea of what she was doing. Maybe she wasn't able to take care of me. Whatever the case may be, the, the situation, though, led to me believing and thinking that I was not worthy enough to be kept that somebody else has to take care of me. And obviously now today I have, a, I'm, I'm going to be a, I'm a published author. I have a book coming out and it's just like, now you think about where all this leads. It comes back to this mindset that Adolf Hitler has that a lot of people who've been hurt have gone through. There's people that I know personally that may not even have to be anywhere well known that are going through that situation and have had that defense mechanism up all the time and are learning to heal and get through the situation instead of being stuck because it's very easy to have a perception of what it's like to be, for example, a racist, someone who's constantly judging a, a, a genre. Like I see, I like how you said that a genre of, of people. Uh, it does. That sounds really good, by the way. It sounds a whole lot better than just like a, a group of people, Like a group of people makes it seem like everyone's just huddled up and you're only, you know, genre of people gives it a kind of like this, like uh, it's painting a, an image of people, but a variety, right? Music is a variety, but you have genres within the variety. Um, and so, but with what you're saying though, you know, bringing forth the, the comment there, you know, even from last year to now, being much more aware and how to speak up and how to vocalize and how to be more dominant about, you know, to highlight the equality between the racial injustice and the stuff that's going on in this world you know, even right now with what's going on in Jerusalem, you know, with all the just the war going on over there with the Palestinians and stuff. It's, you know, at the end of the day, there's fighting happens because one has one group always has a different perception than the other because it comes back to a defensive mindset. It comes back to this ego. I have to win us versus you, me versus them mindset that really, really, really taints the main lesson that we've talked about seasons before, and we've talked a little bit about this, uh, this season, not semester, yeah. you could tell I'm in school. Um, well, that is teaching love. If you can teach hate, 
then you should be willing to teach love too. And if you can learn to hate, then learning to love is also an option or a choice or actually something that can be done. So, and just to kind of touch upon like, you know, what, what you were saying, like based off of the events that happened last year, we had our round table discussion and we just kind of just sat here and we talked about the uncomfortable things of, you know, um, stereotyping, racism and um, so on and so forth. Um, we sat down and had that conversation um, largely because it's just more like, all right, hey, I believe that if we can find a way to better understand the other side of the, the coin or the other side of the table, then maybe, you know, we can find a way to compromise and meet in the middle. But at the end of the day, anything we do, it, it comes down to compromise. And I, I believe just as human beings, as people who live in this world, people who are, you know, part of the human race, right? You know, we should genuinely, genuinely care about everyone, period. It doesn't, it shouldn't be like specified to just a certain group of people. It, it should be- Healthcare uh, workers, I quote, unquote. Everyone who thinks healthcare workers have to be the only ones that have to love and care. So I care for everyone. And so, and the way I, I, I the best example I can really give to somebody who's still struggling, struggling to understand this, to somebody who's not getting where we're coming from, it comes down to this. I think that um, 99, I want to say 99, I'll give a disclaimer, maybe there's that 1%, 99% of people would view rape or assault as a terrible, terrible thing, right? So if yeah. you were to experience, let's say, and I, and I hate to get graphic, but let's say you were to experience one of your close friends, female friends getting raped or assaulted, or maybe even your, your mother, you wouldn't just sit back and pretend like you didn't hear it or pretend like you didn't see it or pretend like it's not happening. You would speak up and say, hey, 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 that's wrong. Back up from you know, the, the, the woman, my mother, my, my sister, my, my friend, back away from my friend because you know them. Or even if you didn't know them, you would be like, hey, you'd speak up and say, hey, you know, ma'am, is he making you feel uncomfortable? Let's, let me step in and I'm gonna try to help. And, and that's just, and maybe I'm naive in this, but I believe that most most guys naturally, it's like in, instinctively ingrained in us as like protective, you know, safe. Yeah, no, it's, that's our, that's, I think God gives us the, God gives women and men each identifying their own uh, gifts and talents to, to tackle the obstacles that we face in life. Yeah. Intentionally, intentionally. So the centralized point for me even bringing this up is, you seeing a genre of people. I like that. The genre of people. Females getting assaulted, being treated unfair. And you have to speak up. So like, mm -hmm. if you, you know, you, you being my friend, and if somebody starts giving me a hard time, like, I'm hoping that you, you speak up for me. Uh, either way, I'm going to try to defend myself. But I, I know that like, you're going to be like, hey, you know, I know him. He's my friend. You know, like he's, I view him as a brother. I view him as like somebody who's like part of my my own personal family. So you need to back away. And that's that's the, the type of situation I'm just trying to refer to. Like in this day and age, if you see something that's wrong, whether it, it be you know a race, a sex, uh, you know whatever it is, you got to speak up on it. You know it doesn't like the, at the end of the day when we, when we bring it down to the core of it, this is a human being. You know, they have feelings, they bleed, they hurt just like we do. And there's nothing more superior. So injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. And you have to be able to speak up and speak out on these things and to, you know, push away. Is hate taught? 
hate is definitely 100% taught. It's not something that you just come out the room just saying, hey, you know what? I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. This is something that you learn through the course of a lifetime, through um, many hard experiences or many experiences that your parents or grandparents go through. And they teach you to inherently have these, uh, have these um, uh, pre- uh, Pre-notion. Yeah, pre-notions of how the, a group of people or how somebody is without even right. talking. And I, I think that the way that you break the cycle is one, you got to educate yourself and you got to come from the other side of the other, um, the other side of um, where the other person's coming from. Try to have a little bit of understanding and then understand that, you know, regardless of how nice you are or how good you are, there's still some people out there who are just going to naturally just hate you for the, he- the heck of hating you. And well, that, and that's and that's a thing. Hate can be just to piggyback real quick to interrupt you. I'm intentionally interrupting because there's a point that I want to jab in there inside there. That is that hating somebody doesn't necessarily have to do even so much. We've been talking about ethnic, cultural, and race, aka genre people, uh, which I actually think is a much better way of referring to people. I like that. Um, but it, it can even be when people see that you're succeeding. And maybe we could even go on about that in another episode where we talk about where hate is actually generated from the success of other people. Because I noticed that I've had this issue. We talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. We talked about this even with us, with what we're doing. We've had people who don't like what we're doing because of the message that we have. And it's honestly, I think it's one of the coolest messages to have a conversation about. It's talk about life. We're talking about success. We're talking about becoming the best that you possibly can be and highlighting things that might not be comfortable for you. That sounds more like a personal problem instead of it being an invitation to hear what we have to say about the topic. And that was just something I wanted to jab in. So yeah, no, and I, I just think that the way that you combat hate is by, you know, showing up like, for know, sure hate is just one of those things that it's like an endless pit um that doesn't that does there's no floor for it there's no ceiling for it hate can go as far as you want like people have gone as far as hate uh, hating us a um, certain group of people to a point where they go to war to the point where they you know like there is they no kill six million people yeah there is no ceiling oh, there for you literally just keep going with it until you think it's normal that it's okay and it's not right and it's not okay. And so the you know, the best way to combat it is by showing love, giving understanding, and you know, try to be the example of, you know, if this person would never see uh, another person like you ever again, what's the last remaining thought that you want to be with? Absolutely. No, man, that's this episode's been unique because it's powerful in its own way. Like I said in the beginning, you know, we talk about a lot of the 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 positive connotated things meaning like okay success great that we talk about failure and the reason why we do that is for all of our listeners you know we want to focus not only on one side everybody always thinks you know when you side with one side we're being biased but we utilize the negative connotated things to as Adler said flip the coin see it from a different perspective so we have to be able to talk and be balanced between both giving us the opportunity to teach both perspectives and so while we are helping people and helping people grow, there's something that I want to read from a, it's a quote by Nelson Mandela. And to kind of close things out today, and kind of get things right here to the center point. Nelson Mandela sums up everything we've been talking about today in a very, very exclusive 
uh, quote, and he says as follows, no one has, no one is born hating another person because of color of his skin or of his background or of his religion. People must learn to hate. And once they, sorry, my handwriting is garbage. So I'm going to go to the phone. Sorry about that. We're going to try this again. Nelson Mandela says as follows, no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. In other words, people are going to be taught how to hate. We don't come out of the womb hating. We don't come out of the womb saying, hey, I don't like that. I, I hate this and I hate that. I hate this and I hate that. No, we don't do that. We learn, unfortunately, as we go down some of the avenues based off of our superior teachings in school, in our universities, our jobs, and even in our households. So that being said, Nelson Mandela was, you know, he was a very, very well-known man in South Africa and really across the whole globe, well-known. Uh, it's just the concept of if you could be taught to hate, then you can also be you can also be taught to love. And just like when you tie a knot, you can also undo a knot. So I think it's time that this episode marks a landmark for a lot of people, no matter what culture you're in, no matter what race you are, no or genre of people you are, no matter what genre of religion you are, I want to speak up for you and say right now on this episode that here at the Best You Nation, there's a reason why we threw the word nation at the end, because we're united and standing together as one genre of people. We are children of God. And that's all that we need to know. But we're here to teach how to love, highlight what is being done, but giving you guys the opportunity through this podcast, through our vision, through what we have in mind here at the Bestie Nation to unite us instead of destroy. So with that being said, guys, that is pretty much the wraps of this episode, you know, where we have talked about hate the defensive mindset and how people are taught how to hate. It's developed over a lifetime, as Adler said, to the point where now today we want to change that direction. We want to instill love like we've talked about seasons ago. How can we bring it back and start living by it? How can we start doing it right now? So Adler, Closes yeah. out, my guy. Closes out on today's episode. Um, just again, it's just a recap, man. The way that you combat hate is with love, and you have to have a little bit of love and a little understanding. And you also got to realize that if somebody has a preconceived notion of who who they believe you are as an individual, as a human being, just because of your sex, your race, um, or whatever it is, then whatever the case may be, whatever the case may be. <laughs> You have a choice. You have an option to either, you know, rely on that human instinct and react as such, or realize that this person has very limited experience with people like you, and you can stem as a teaching moment for them. And you know, do I feel like sometimes like um, going that route is is it the best route, easiest route to go? No, 
unfortunately it's not but you know it's one of those things that you 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 know they go low and you go high you have to stay on you have to stay the high road because if you don't and you go low with them you'll be like you'll see i expected this look at him exactly exactly what i told you he was he did exactly that so the only way to defy that is by finding an alternative means of you know com conversating an alternative means of understanding and that's the only way that you can somehow pierce the armor of hate. You have to pierce it by giving a different perspective of a group of people. Hmm. Absolutely, man. Powerful, powerful. I would say that today, you know, we live in a day and age where we just need to be more united and, and united genre of people together so that we can focus on eliminating and combating hate to the extremes that we know. So, but with that being said, guys, if you have not done so, first of all, if this is your first time joining here with Adler and I on the Best You Nation, we just want to let you know we are going places. Quite literally, here in the next few months, we've got some big announcements coming up, as Adler mentioned in the beginning. We have some huge things that we want to talk about, but right now, you guys are going to be in for something very exclusive. So make sure to be listening to all of our episodes because we're going to be sneak peeking some things throughout the episodes for you to pick up on because uh, it will be a part of some exclusive event that we have going on. Um, also, if you have not done so, you are more than welcome to take a look at our podcast on the following platforms. You have Apple Podcasts, you have Spotify, you have Pandora, you have YouTube. Our YouTube channel has been a little bit rough recently, just with some of the things that have been going on with uh, on the back end of things in our office, but that's okay. We're in the process of getting that fixed, making sure that we get that out there for you guys properly. Um, we also are on iHeartRadio. We are on Google Podcast. We're on Stitcher. You can ask Alexa. You can ask Siri. Guys, you have the deep control over where you're going to listen to this. And for all my baby boomers out there who like audiobooks, you also have Audible. Um, so shout out to my dad. He likes listening to Audible on the way to his job sites. He listens to us. So woo shout out to my dad for listening to our podcast after a year because he was waiting for Audible. For sure. Oh, yeah, it's a baby boomer thing, I guess. But I, um, that's super, that's super amazing. That just kind of shows the growth is because your dad only uses Audible. We've been doing this for the last year. And now officially speaking, we can stream on a platform that your dad has been using for many, many years. And he feels yes. more comfortable using so that way he can you know, tune in to the best you nation. Yes. And which he's, he loves what we're doing. Um, he supports uh, our, our progress. He's supporting what we're doing here at the best you nation at TBYN. This is what we're doing. This is what we're focused on. But most importantly, we're focused on helping you guys manage your drive, optimize your 24 hours a day and live elevated. So if you haven't done so, Follow my boy Adler, 24 hours a day. You can follow us at the Best You Nation. Of course, you can follow me at the Finn Foster. And stay tuned weekly with our positivity that we post throughout our social media accounts. 5.30 sharp on Mondays, every Monday. That's right. God bless you guys. And we will see you guys next week. Out.